Hey everyone and welcome back to The Culture is Black, a quarterly podcast series dedicated to spotlighting black businesses and black creatives. I'm your host, Jennifer Adetoro, Culture Editor at the influencer intelligence platform Cork. In this second season, we'll be exploring all things audio, from the rise of the voice chat app Clubhouse to the thriving business of podcasts. So let's get into it. It's safe to say that podcasting is definitely having another moment. During the first lockdown, we saw consumption in this space slightly drop by 20%. However, with many new podcasts emerging during the pandemic and consumers yearning for more content, the numbers have risen again and now over 10 million people in the UK are tuning into podcasts on a weekly basis. Alongside this, streaming platforms are now raising the stakes in hopes of monopolising this space and currently in the lead following its ongoing acquisition spree, is Spotify. In the past few years, not only has the streaming service bought podcast platforms Anchor and Gimlet, but it also secured a distribution deal with NPR and has produced a series of exclusive podcast deals with notable figures including Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Michelle Obama, and more recently, Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen. On the other side, preparing for its next move is Apple, who are reportedly launching a premium podcast subscription service, while Amazon firmly established itself in the industry with its recent purchase of the podcast network, Wondery. Hoping to get some more insight on what it's actually like working in the industry itself, I spoke to journalist and co-host of the award-winning podcast series, Black Girls Living, Victoria Sunusi. We touched on the growing industry and its future alongside new emerging audio-based innovations like Clubhouse. Hey, Victoria, welcome to today's episode of The Culture is Black. Hey, thanks for having me on. No worries. It's a pleasure to have you on. For those who haven't heard of Black Girls Live In, how would you describe the show? Okay, so the podcast is me and my best friend Jazz, and we talk about everything really, like pop culture, mental health, our own journeys, um, embarrassing stories. You'll hear a lot of wig stories. So yeah, that's the podcast in a nutshell. Yeah, I think like partly why I resonate with um, the podcast is because it literally feels like a conversation that I would have with my own friends. It's like an extension of, you know, a WhatsApp group where you literally talk about everything and anything. So tell me a bit about the background of the podcast. Like, why did you decide to start the show and how did it all come together? So the way the podcast came about was like Jasmine sent me a long voice note. So me and Jazz have been friends since like 2012. Yeah. Um, we went to same uni together. Um, but yeah, a few years ago, she sent me a long voice note about Nicki Minaj. I can't actually remember what it was about. Um, and I was like, gosh, I was thinking to myself, this is long. You should actually start a podcast. Like I was, I was being, I was joking, obviously. Yeah. And then she was like, I wouldn't do a podcast. And especially I wouldn't do one without you. And I was like, mm, I don't really want to do a podcast, to be honest. Like I, I have my job and like life's really exhausting. I don't really want to add something else. And I didn't really think I wanted to do one I didn't really think people want to hear my voice yeah and I didn't really think I even liked my voice enough to do, want to do one I still don't like my voice but I suddenly have kind of gotten over um and then a few months down the line I think I can't remember who it was either one of us or just like effort like let's just sorry I don't know if I can swear on it and it's fine <laughs> <laughs> we're just like effort let's just let's just let's just do one let's just do a podcast and then we thought about what kind of things we wanted to talk about and I think I was just like, let's just talk about stuff we talk about. Like, let's not go and find a particular topic. Like, let's not go in there and like start talking about like sex or like start talking about like 
you know, things we're not really skilled on, like sports. Let's just talk about our group chat, which is pop culture and mental health. Because Jazz is like literally one of the closest people to me. So I do feel comfortable to talk to her about my mental health struggles and stuff and vice versa. So I felt like it would just make sense on a podcast. Yeah. But we were really nervous how it would pan out. Would people like it? Would it be a bit too heavy? You know, it was a weird one to think about. But yeah, then we recorded our first episode and we were like, do you know what? Let's just record it, see how it goes. If we don't like it, we don't put it out. If we do like it and we're not into it, like there's no pressure sort of thing. So we didn't really make it into a thing. We'll just kind of go in the flow. But yeah, the reception to the first episode was really great. And yeah, we just continued. Yeah, and I think what works so well is that you guys are staying true to yourself and true to what goes on in your like everyday kind of conversations. And you touched on how like you in the podcast, you do explore mental health a bit. How do you feel about being so transparent on your podcast? Sometimes I feel like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, why, why am I going to a studio and just like telling the whole, and not the whole world, but like thousands of listeners about what I'm dealing with? Like, I'm, I'm just like, sometimes I think, is this a wise move? <laughs> but yeah, I think we just wanted to, in our small way, try and tackle the stigma and just be like, mm. listen, everybody's going through this, whether it's big or small. And just for other people to listen, especially black women, to just listen and be like, hey, you're not alone. And it's yeah. not even like we have the answers or we've got it figured out. It's like, hey, you're not alone and we're going through it right now. Like, yeah. you know, things aren't perfect all the time. And yeah, I think it was just important for us to just be honest. But obviously there's days where I will be going through something and I'm just like, I don't really want to talk about it on the podcast right now. Mm. And it, then it makes me feel like I'm being fake because I'm just like, I just kind of like suppress the sadness. I'm just like, I just want to give the listeners a show. And then sometimes I'm like, I wonder like, oh, do I come across too sad? And people just thinking like, this is really boring. Or they're just thinking like, this is too depressing. So yeah, then we try to balance it out with the pop culture just to kind of make it more lively. But yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think you balance it out really, really well. And I think for, especially women like me, like black women like me, where I feel like I don't really hear other black women talking about mental health as much. And I think it's really, really important. And just to hear other women's experiences with you know, a situation that in my mind I might consider small, just to hear it from another perspective is actually really, really helpful. Mm. Yeah, so I love that. I completely love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we get a lot of messages. Like, that's the thing. So when I do have those days where I'm like, why did I do that? We'll get a lot of messages from people being like, you know, you you guys have helped me take a step to go and book a therapy session. You know, you guys have helped me consider medication or you guys have helped me consider stopping taking it or, you know, just lots of messages that really make us think, okay, this is why we do this. And it's really heartwarming. Yeah. And how would you say, you know, working on the podcast so far has been because Black Girls Living is essentially a sort of DIY independent project because alongside hosting, you also edit and produce the show, right? Yeah, me and Jazz do, yeah, we do it together. So yeah, how would you say it's been for you so far and like, you know, launching your podcast and working in that industry? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing about me and Jazz, we try to make things as simple as possible because we know if we get a bit too techy or things get too complicated, then we're not going to, it's not going to feel like, it's not going to feel fun. It's not going to be, it's going to be hard to do. Yeah. Because we're doing it alongside full-time jobs. So, you know, we just find the most simplest way, like with editing social snippets, we have like a template to follow. And with the editing software we use, we use Audacity, which is like the free one you can get. And it just makes it really simple because if we start doing like the professional way, we'll just, I think we'll both be like, run this, we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine to do. 
I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy because you get people who literally have jobs producing podcasts and like basically what I mean is like you you hear like, you know, talent, like influencers and celebrities who are like, I want to do a podcast. Like I need to get a producer. I need to get a social media manager for it. And you're like, wow, like this is what me and Jazz do by ourselves. Yeah. And people are really getting paid to do all these things that we're doing for free just because <laughs> we love it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy what a Google search can provide for you. Um, you know, YouTube literally found every single thing on YouTube I remember one of the first things we were thinking like this is going to be difficult how to upload onto SoundCloud and then how to create an RSS feed that goes from other distributions like Spotify, Acast etc oh. I was like how on earth am I supposed to find this out but it was all on YouTube <laughs> literally everything like even when I used to run into problems editing I was like well, how do I do this everything's on YouTube that is actually crazy because to me, it sounds like each episode has so much content as well. So I don't know how you guys do it in terms of editing and actually like making the editorial decision that that needs to stay in or that needs to be cut out. Like that's a lot of work. I've acted as like an editor on like some podcasts and like where their time limit has been quite strict. Like they only want the podcast to run for like 30 minutes, but they've recorded like two hours worth of audio. And it's so hard to kind of be at what is worth keeping in. Yeah. But luckily with our podcast, we just keep everything in. So when we're editing, the only thing I kind of edit out is like maybe like long pauses where one of us is Googling something or a long pause because someone's gone to the toilet. So we just edit those out and just make sure that there's kind of like sound effects to break up the um, conversations. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. So it's not too hard to edit, if I'm going to be completely honest. Mm. Um, not to say that it's, it's easy to be an editor, but because when it's kind of like really strict like 30 minutes and all this kind of stuff it, it's very tedious like some podcasts I've edited they've been like we don't want no erms we don't want no stuttering and it's like oh my god whereas with ours I just we just leave it all in yeah. just to kind of make it feel a bit natural do you know what I don't I honestly don't mind like hearing like ums and ahs and stuff because I feel like when things are too polished it just comes off a bit not fake but it just comes off like not as genuine to an yeah definitely it doesn't sound like a real convo yeah exactly and like you mentioned, like, you know, alongside the podcast, you know, you have a job, you're taking up other freelance roles. How do you kind of balance all of these different roles? Um, yeah, so right now I'm a freelancer. Um, and I pretty much do everything, like commissioning editor, journalist, edit podcasts, social media strategists. It is hard to balance a lot of things, but I just feel like it's the same as having a full-time job. Mm. Like it's hard to balance it all if I'm honest sometimes I just need to get a full-time job and just make things a bit easier for myself yeah but yeah it's very hard I think what I do is I use google calendar a lot to kind of map out my days and be like this is what I do here I don't do more than two jobs in a day so maybe it's like the morning I'll spend editing a podcast in the evening I might write an article but then what what helps me a lot being a freelancer is I have shift work so I might work for publication and do like three days a work um three days a week sorry and that really, really helps me financially wise because it's just like, I know at least I have like a set amount coming in. Yeah. Because the thing about freelancing is not only is work kind of like scarce, it's also you don't get paid on time. Like yeah. with some places, they just won't pay you for like three months. And you're yeah. thinking, Jesus, that's it then. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> yeah, like, do you not rate me? <laughs> and then sometimes you see, you see the same people tweeting and you think, how can you tweet when you, when you haven't paid me? Like, do you know how rude that is? Exactly, especially when you're following them as well. Like, I can see your tweets. Do you know what I've been doing recently? I've been, gosh, maybe I shouldn't say it. Oh, I've already said it. I've passively aggressive liked their tweets. I've just oh been liking them. Oh my God, that is yeah. so awkward. 
Like, honestly, you just go on my profile and I've just liked about 10 of your tweets. Yes, because I'm watching. Yes, uh, you need, I need my money. Oh, my God. And what, did they still not pay you after that? Or, like One one replied my email. was like, oh, my God, Vic, I'm so sorry for the delay. Blah, blah, blah. Another is just still red child in me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In the past few years, the podcast scene has evolved, like, a lot. And unlike other areas in the entertainment industry, especially, like, TV, it feels like, a much more wider representation of black British voices like there's literally mm-hmm. a podcast for so many different types of interests like I came across one the other day called Gold Diggers have you heard of it the football one yeah um, that's sick I love their name as well yeah, yeah I thought it was yeah, yeah. amazing like especially because it's so niche like it's a black female-led football podcast and even though I'm not interested in football like I do not do know a lot of black women who are and especially yeah. you know during the pandemic I've seen a lot of black women turn their attention to like football and I was just like wow like that is amazing and I think it really hit me how much of an impact these shows are having when black girls live in and the receipts were featured on I May Destroy You um Mm. so I just wanted to ask like how do you feel about the exposure that the UK podcast scene is having especially in relation to streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple yeah I mean I think it's incredible it can never be a bad thing I think it's absolutely amazing that we're seeing black podcasts you know being represented you know getting paid and you know getting the attention that we rightly deserve um you know because I think for a long time or just in general not even just podcasting it's always like there has to be one you know but with white people it's like there's like so many lists Mm -hmm. you know podcasting on sex and they will never include any black podcasts yeah and there's lots on like there's like just a tip there's Aloni's podcast you know laid bare but for example, that's what I mean, like, you know, with, with, the, with white people, it's like there's lots of podcasts that they can recommend on sex and not yeah. include black people. But with black people, it's like there can only be one sex podcast, so a lonely one. But it's like there's lots. Yeah, there's exactly. Lots. And I think we're also moving away from that. There can only be one rhetoric that we have in our community. Mm. But yeah, I think it's incredible. Um, but yeah, I just hope that more groups are given the same light so you know podcasters that are from the lgbtq community podcasters who are, who have disabilities i just hope that they get the same light as well who are black too mm. um you know we've got two twos podcasts and they're really really dope i love them they're so funny but yeah i'm just praying and hoping that you know these podcasts get the same recognition and i think spotify are really good for that because they do recognize that there are lots of different types of black podcasts out there you know because i think sometimes a lot of like magazines or publications or companies will just typecast you but oh, we we got the one we need but with Spotify you can really see that they're recognizing lots of different podcasters because even me and Jasmine our podcast was was recognized on our Spotify list and this is what made us think oh wow this is interesting on a podcast list for dynamic duos alongside Danny Dyer and Danny Dyer as in oh wow their dad and this this daughter yeah yeah that made me think wow because usually it would be like black podcast and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just interesting that we're recognised as just a podcast. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I hope I hope more things like that will come in the future. Yeah, I hope so too. And I feel like you've raised such a good point there because when I do go and look for podcasts on Spotify, I feel like it's not like, oh, like, for example, here's the urban podcast. Like, yeah. let's give you this. It's literally like, okay, well, if you want to look into society and culture, we have this, this and this for you. If you want to mm-hmm. look at music, we have this, this and this for you. And to see different Black podcasts and different groupings and not just one, mm-hmm. to me, is definitely like a step in the right direction. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think it's a great time. 
like and I, and I, I hope people like even listening or people who are thinking about doing a podcast like just do it because I think sometimes people can think well you know I don't want to do one because there's already some out there and I don't look like I'm copying I don't want to you know they, I, I remember this this rhetoric about black women on YouTube I remember people used to tweet this thing like every six months from rotation oh every black woman has a YouTube channel <laughs> and I'm like do you know how many white YouTubers there are not even just that, but do you know how many white YouTubers are there are succeeding? Yeah. And they all bring themselves in. Like, you know, Zoella and them, man. Zoella will bring in Tanya. But all them, <laughs> they'll bring each other in, like, no qualms. But with us, it's like there's a rhetoric, like, there can only be one. Exactly. And I just want that to be shattered. Like, if someone said to me, I want to do a podcast on mental health and pop culture, I'm like, do it. Because I should never, ever feel threatened because we're not the same people, if that makes sense. Mm, like, yeah you'll bring so much of a different conversation to the table and there's so many different types of mental health and there's all sorts of things in pop culture that I might not like so and that you might like so I just feel like people should never feel like they shouldn't you know shy away from doing something yeah I completely agree with you especially with popular culture like there are so many niches and so many different sectors to that in itself so mm. um that is so funny about YouTube though like it's ridiculous honestly yeah it is because when I go on YouTube, I don't think like, oh my gosh, like, why is there only this specific person? No, one day I want to watch Patricia Bright. One day I want to watch Jenny Jenkins. And yeah, they might be similar, but I like both of them for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Very, very different. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And just to step outside of podcasting quickly, audio as a whole is having a moment. And we've seen this with the emergence of the controversial app that is Clubhouse. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And outside of Clubhouse, Twitter is currently beta testing its own rival innovation spaces and Facebook mm. announced that it's making its own audio based app. These um, under arrest, you know. I know, like just copying each other um, constantly. <laughs> As someone who comes from a podcasting background, what do you think about all of this? I think it's great. I mean, I don't know how I feel about the way Twitter and uh, Facebook keep jacking these ideas, but like, I, I don't even know about that because like, do you remember when Snapchat started becoming a thing and Instagram was like, yeah, we're going to do stories? Yeah. So I'm just like, is, is this allowed? <laughs> and also, and also, do we have manners? Like, is there any manners in, in... Anyway, you know, I think Clubhouse is great. I really do. I think it's the way you use it. So mm. when I first started using it, I and, and this is why I didn't like it to begin with, I had my notifications on and I don't usually have notifications on for social media. And they send you a lot of push alerts about yeah. conversations like you know your friends in this convo go and see and the next thing you know you're hooked and it's like you should be doing work but the great thing about audio with me I can do work and listen yeah but the thing about clubhouse is because some of the conversations can be so popular there's a timeline on twitter and sometimes the reactions on twitter is funnier than the actual chat yeah um so yeah the way I've been using it now I've turned off notifications so I don't I'm not really bombarded with it but if I see someone tweet about something and I'm like, okay, I'm missing out on something on Clubhouse, I'll go have a nose. But I just try to go into conversations that are meaningful. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that conversations on like gossip and stuff aren't meaningful. They are, but like often meaningful for me, right? So like I would want to go into conversations about like, you know, what people think about renting and buying or what people think about staying at home. Or, you know, there's a conversation that was really great about being the first African girl in a household. Mm. And I've never had that com- heard that conversation before. And it was, and the great thing about Clubhouse is you can really interact with people from across the globe. Mm. There's people from like Texas, people from like Ghana, people from like Somalia, like all sorts of people from that throughout the world sharing their experiences. And it really made you feel raw, like this is mad. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think I think Clubhouse used correctly can be great. But then sometimes you've, you've obviously there's been examples of it being used 
in such like a sensationalist way yeah, yeah. and it's just like but then I, I don't so much want to blame the app because I think those kind of toxic mannerisms exist on all social media platforms yeah but yeah I just think that you know obviously you just have bad people who are going to use stuff in a bad way so but yeah overall I think it's great I think it's great do you think that it's gonna last because a lot of people have kind of said well you know clubhouse is just a thing in the moment because people are kind of bored at home we're in a lockdown but come June 21st (laughs) it's no longer gonna gonna be a thing oh that's actually an interesting question I think either two things I think it may die down or I think that they're gonna roll in features that's gonna make it go even more bigger than it is and Mm. I feel like over time there's going to be a shift of different kind of conversations going to be on there so like perhaps like political discussions so like let's say we have a general um, general election again you know I can imagine someone like interviewing like Boris on there or something like that like Mm. and plus it's still in its like beta stages if I'm correct yeah that's why you know sometimes the app kind of lags you can only have 4,000 people in, in in a room so it's still kind of in its early stages I think it can still thrive yeah, I really think it can still thrive. And like, it's not like, for example, people say, you know, just because outdoors is going to open, does, but does, does that mean that podcasters aren't, aren't doing well, etc.? Yeah, um, I still think it will. Just I'm pretty sure the team will find a way to make it bigger than what it is right now. And that's actually a good point because prior to the pandemic, a lot of people were like listening to podcasts like on the train, like while they were commuting. Mm. Like that played a very big factor. Do you think that Clubhouse and like Spaces? will disrupt the podcast industry in any way. And I ask this because I find these audio-based apps allow for a more immediate response and discourse in a Mm. similar fashion to Twitter, for example. Like when something current is going on or is trending on Twitter, I feel like it's so much easier to hop up into a room and just talk about it. Um, I don't think so. Only because like, you know, with podcasts, you have a routine with it. Mm. Like... You know, I listen to a podcast called No Shade and I listen to that on Mondays. I listen to Two Queens on Tuesdays. Like, I have I have a set routine. Yeah. With Clubhouse, it's just very ad hoc. And it's, like, fun, yeah. It's fun to, like, want to hear people's opinions on things, like, ASAP. Like, you know, let's say, um, you know, with the Will and Jada thing, you know, hearing people's opinions on that Clubhouse, that's great. But I don't think that it would, you know, get rid of views on, on podcasts. I think, especially if you have those loyal listeners that want to consume your content, Mm. I don't think it will get in the way I think maybe the only thing is that once people have had those conversations like immediate reactions to like things that are trending I think sometimes when you listen to a podcast you're like "Mm, I don't really I really want to hear this or or you have the same take or that kind of thing Mm. Uh, but that's probably for the podcasters to get more creative but yeah I I don't think it will I mean if if it does I'm in trouble but (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it will just because, yeah, like I said, it's because you, you have a relationship with the podcasters. Like, you want to hear these people's voices, right? And also, I just feel like with Clubhouse, even talking on there sometimes, I've, I've, I know a lot of my friends have said that they felt very nervous talking on Clubhouse. Yeah. You're talking in a room full of strangers. Like, and also, sometimes some people just don't get you. So mm. you could say your point and you could just get roasted. But on your podcast, it's like a safe space where you could just like utter your opinions and no one's going to come and like, very backlash you're not going to get dragged on twitter all that i mean it depends on what you say in your podcast right but but yeah I, I don't know i don't think it's the same as clubhouse podcast no 
I definitely agree. I think for podcasts, the main thing that podcasts have that Clubhouse doesn't is that safe space that you just said. Like mm. so many marginalized, marginalized, oh my gosh, I can't speak. So many <laughs> marginalized communities are, you know, facing a lot of abuse on Clubhouse. Mm. And if I've got a podcast like Black Girls Live In or The Receipts where I can like kind of see myself or can kind of create that safe space for myself, why would I go to Clubhouse to hear you know uninformed people spreading this false information but that's the thing that's the thing that really triggered me to go on clubhouse in the first place because it was very much like conversations about black women Mm. can black women do this should black women do this i don't like black women because of this and it's just like leave us alone and those things are just too triggering and people having conversations about colorism every single day only to say stuff like colorism doesn't exist or I'm light-skinned and I've never experienced colorism or I'm light-skinned and and it's just like with podcasts like for example with like there's a podcast I listen to called um, I Don't Know To Be Honest with them I know that when I go there there's going to be a safe place where they talk about black women with integrity they're not going to be talking about black women like as if we're a piece of rubbish so there's that kind of there's that kind of trust that you know that these people respect you and they they want to give you a conversation that's going to be meaningful yeah definitely partly why I kind of took a break as well in the beginning on Clubhouse was that constant attack and kind of like Mm. clickbait titles against black women Mm -hmm. like it was a lot yeah and that's how these people grow their followings it's disgusting yeah it it, it's really really bad and to see it happen to other communities as well it's just absolutely awful but I think like someone you know said on Twitter it's just best to kind of with stuff like this you need to really curate your spaces and kind of 100% but then what makes it a bit tricky with Clubhouse though is the people you follow it's the people you follow and the rooms that they go into exactly no it's very true yeah that's what turns the notification so it doesn't alert me when like my friends are going a certain because sometimes people go into rooms just to hear the gossip and I don't fault them for that but I don't want to see it because then I'm going to get sucked in then I'm going to start getting in the mood and it's like let me just not I mean I do that a lot as well like I dip in and out just to see kind of like what people are talking about but Mm. It's hard it's hard but going back to podcasting is there anything that you would like to see change in the industry I mean I, I wish there was a way for it to be easy for people to get paid mm. because obviously I'm not getting paid that much because I, I still have a job but like we recently rolled out ads on the podcast yeah but that's like off the back of our own initiative gonna reach out to brands and creating campaigns and stuff like that but I just wish everybody knew like all black podcasters knew the ways in which to get paid yeah because um, I don't even know the full way really but I just wish it was more transparent so it wasn't just like kind of a bit of like a secret because when I listen to white podcasts white podcasters they might have been running their thing for like one episode and they already got ads I'm like ah, uh-uh, what's going on here <laughs> but a lot of us think that we need to be the biggest or we need to you know I just wish there was a way you know, I wish it was a way for people to, to make money and, and I know yeah. it's not all about money but I, I think a lot of us are forking out a lot of money to record, to um, some people are paying for editing, some people are paying for producing. I wish there was a way for us to be compensated because we are keeping people on these apps. Yeah. Because in, in a sense, we're making these distribution places money. Yeah. So I wish there was a way that we were also compensated for that. Yeah. And also you guys are essentially producing content. So it's like you are you know providing entertainment and you should be paid for that um and yeah I agree there should definitely be some sort of regulation in this sort of industry and like you mentioned you've been working with uh, you know a couple of brands in some of your episodes is there anything you'd like to see with brand collaborations going forward 
That's a really good question. I think I just I just want I just want more brands to think of podca- have podcasters in mind and realize that this is this is a place where they can you know collaborate with creators and ads on podcasts really work. Like you can really really see the impact. Actually, this is what it is. I think a lot of times brands really see like podcasters and stuff, and then they're like, oh, they've only got like a thousand followers on Twitter. Mm. Like you don't know that they could have like twenty thousand listeners weekly. I just want brands to just realize that um, podcasting is a real entity where if they're really about making money brands then I really think they should target podcasters because they have a a core listenership Mm. because like think about it you listen to a podcast like an hour podcast you're listening to the whole thing so you will listen to the ad whereas with Instagram posts it's like the algorithm doesn't show you or that kind of malarkey so yeah I think I see it becoming a, a real marketing tool in the future yeah definitely what do you think about brands starting to kind of seep into clubhouse and permeate rooms through like sponsored Mm. like I think I was in one room and the moderator was just like oh I'm just going to quickly do an ad break and then she was just basically like promoting a brand quickly and then she went back to moderating and letting the conversation take over I think that's fab especially if it's like it makes sense to the conversation um there's a clubhouse uh moderator her name's called Ashley she does a lot of rooms yeah she had one on skincare and I think one of the sponsors were Paula's Choice I was like this makes a lot of sense like yeah this is really great so organic to the conversation makes sense and I think you know if you're gathering like 700 people 1000 people in a room why not monetize off the back of that mm. I see no problem with it but I do think you know it's, especially when it's organic it makes sense I think definitely do it I don't see a problem with it I think it can be annoying when it's like every five minutes yeah it's just like oh my god we get it it's an ad but it's like if it's just like once or twice so like yes let's get your money yeah and also I'm going to check out the brand so yeah I think it's definitely great yeah and do you think as well Clubhouse kind of leaves room for creativity with brands because with the Lion King musical for example that kind of mm. took over Clubhouse on Boxing Day I feel like that would have been a good opportunity for like a brand to kind of put on you know an event or a room with creatives um, because as much as we do love visuals, like having audio in the background is very comforting, especially when you're doing other things. Yeah, that's the thing. Because I work in social media, I know how a lot of brands are kind of like, mm, not too sure about Clubhouse. And also, I feel like with Clubhouse, it's really been black people that have been dominating it. And it's, yeah. it's been us that's recognised it as a real tool. And with a lot of companies, their social media remit is kind of like, mm, not too sure about that. You know, it just sounds like something that's just going to come here and go. Whereas brands that you know that are really up for the challenge and brands that are really like, let's let's really, really immerse ourselves in our community and what our, our followers are into, they've really, they've really set up a clubhouse strategy. Mm-hmm. So that's why you would see like, there was a clubhouse with the founders of Gymshark and their team. They're really, they're, they were on the clubhouse like last year talking. So it just makes sense. And like, they're able to reach their audience. They're able to talk to their audience. And I think that's really, really great. Mm-hmm. um yeah I just kind of wish more brands were kind of like quick with the time and just be like let's just try it like YOLO sort of thing yeah because what happens is they they get on it when it's a bit too like even even it's like they're probably going to get on Clubhouse like in June <laughs> and the hype is gone and we're just kind of like I don't really want to go into a room with Pretty Little Things like yeah whereas if Pretty Little Thing was sponsoring a conversation about like how to break into the influencer world that would be that would make a lot of sense so there's lots of ways that they can do it I think as Clubhouse grows I'm pretty sure that you know there's going to be really great ways for brands to sponsor conversations and just to round off this interview I just wanted to ask what do you hope to do in the future of Black Girls Living if anything so we really wanted to have a live show but Covid (laughs) Um, so yeah we want to have a live show 
We had a, an ad actually with Vistaprint where they allowed us to make merch, not actually merch to sell, but just to have like figure out what it would look like. Mm. And then we had a lot of our listeners being like, oh my God, I'd actually love merch. So now we're thinking maybe we should do merch. You definitely should. Yeah. Like we, we just wanted to keep going and just yeah. see what it takes us. Yeah. I mean, we want to do more YouTube content, but obviously with the pandemic, but, um, but yeah, I just want us to keep going and see whatever it takes us. Because sometimes things happen that we never planned them like, oh my god like the like you said the i made a story thing we never in our wildest dreams would, would have even imagined us appearing on a tv show not not especially one that we actually really really love yeah so, yeah we just want to keep going and see what opportunities come our way yeah um well i really honestly wish the best for you guys and thank you just keep doing what you're doing honestly like we mentioned earlier it's so refreshing just to be able to go onto Spotify and Apple and just kind of be able to flick through such a variety of different podcasts and ones that are very relatable because as much as I you know I do like listening to podcasts about what's going on in tech and just like mainstream Mm -hmm. culture it's just nice to hear from people who come from a similar background to you and kind of have a similar perspective to you. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. So, yeah, thank you so much for being on today's episode. Um, Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, Victoria, honestly. Thank you. No, it's no worries. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. If you liked today's episode, then make sure to get involved in the conversation. Like, subscribe and follow us for more information on Instagram at Cork Studio. You can also follow Victoria Sinusi at Victoria Sinusi on Twitter. We'll be back with a new episode next week. But until then, see you soon and stay blessed.